This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication, counseling, or medical advice. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or harming another person, or if this material triggers you in some way, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. So I started last time on the topic of healthier living, and I'm gonna continue that focus today. We are created body, soul, and spirit by God, and all those dimensions need nurtured. Our spirit life, which is our connection to God through Jesus Christ, our soul, which is your personality, your mind, your will, your emotions, and our physical beings, our body. Our body needs attention, it needs movement, it needs exercise, it needs food and sleep, things like that. And in the last episode, I cited Dr. Ranjan Chatterjee, who looked at the four factors in our lifestyles that influence how to have maximized health. And he pointed out the things that we eat and drink, getting quality sleep, managing stress, and movement are four areas that need attention to maximize our health. So in this episode, I'm gonna focus on the role of movement and exercise and tie in some spiritual and some psychological factors that might help you understand why we don't exercise and how to be more successful in having some kind of improvement in your activity level or exercise. So let's get started. So kind of as a review, I also mentioned last time that a sedentary lifestyle causes us to age prematurely, to um, be more prone to chronic diseases. And when our bodies aren't healthy, it affects our soul, our moods, our ability to cope, which affects our social life and again affects our spiritual life so why don't people exercise let's let's start with that and i'll be honest with you i am not highly motivated to exercise unless it's incorporated into something fun some kind of activity or sport or hobby that's fun to me and apparently as i've been going through the research i am very much like other people Um, It used to be that my idea of exercise would be walking to the refrigerator and opening the door to look inside, and that really doesn't constitute exercise. So why don't people exercise? Well, um, I didn't see a lot of research on that, but um, I'm going to tell you why I think. First of all, a lot of forms of exercise are not fun to the average person. The average person doesn't thrive on going to the gym, working out. God bless those people that that's fun for them, but uh, most of us are not in that camp. So a lot of times people don't exercise because it's not fun. They're already too busy. And so to carve out some additional time to build in exercise or movement, for a lot of people, it's towards the bottom of the list of their priorities. But another reason you may not be aware of is that our defenses can influence whether or not we're interested in exercise. Uh, People who have been traumatized may be detached from their physical bodies, and so they're not as motivated to take care of or attend to their bodies. Also, if you're the kind of person that lives a lot in your intellect, if your defenses 
are heavily intellectualized, then you may not be giving adequate attention to your relational needs and your physical needs. I go into some of that in my video on um, insights into habits, triggers, and problem behavior. You can find that on my YouTube channel. So the way that we're put together, the way that our defenses are organized, the way that we approach life will have some influence on how motivated we are to engage in physical activity. But I like to think of things as we want to be fully alive, body, soul, and spirit. And I want to be a balanced person. So I try to consistently find ways of movement and exercise that are enjoyable to me so that I'll continue in them. I'm going to mention one other bit of information that's uh, useful from a spiritual angle before I get into the research that I've done on the benefits of physical exercise. You may or may not heard of Kat Kerr. She's a very interesting person and people have varying reactions and opinions to her. But one thing that I have gleaned from what she talks about that I have found very useful is the reminder that we have the resurrection life of Jesus Christ in our bodies. That's in the book of Romans. If you're a believer, the resurrected Jesus Christ, his spirit is in your spirit. And we can call forth the resurrection life of Jesus Christ into our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. So just a reminder, I use that sometimes when I'm dragging, when I'm discouraged, or when I need some um, motivation, that I kind of draw on that prayer from Kat Kerr. And um, so I encourage you to consider that if you need it. So the first article I'm going to cite to you is from August 26th, 2019, from the Harvard Health Publishing. Uh, it's an online article called Why We Should Exercise and Why We Don't. And they remind us that exercise helps fend off heart attacks. And the reason for that is it trains our hearts to be slower and stronger. The heart then needs less oxygen to function well. The arteries get springier, is how they say it, and it pushes the blood along better. Also, good levels of the HDL cholesterol go up, the good levels. And uh, this article says it helps prevent diabetes. Exercise is also a soldier in the war against cancer. We mentioned that in the last podcast. Especially, it seems to be helpful in preventing breast, colon, endometrial, and perhaps ovarian cancer. And three studies found that if you've had colon or breast cancer, physical activity can help reduce the chance of it returning. They also mentioned that what kind of activity is much less important than just being active. This article recommends at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity activity, which they define as a fast walking pace, most days of the week, and that you can complete that in 10 to 15 minute blocks. It doesn't have to be all at once. And this article from 2019 also says that about a quarter of American adults, they say that they devote none of their free time to active pursuits. So that's... Um, that's concerning. These are lifestyle choices that can make a big difference in our health. This next article is from Frontiers in Psychology. It's an online article again, um, www.frontiersin.org. And the article is called The Effects of Physical Exercise on Cognitive Functioning and Well-Being, Biological 
and psychological benefits. And this article is dated April 27th, 2018. So I'm just going to give you some highlights from that article. I found it really interesting. So um, again, they cite that there are enormous benefits to our cognitive functioning and to our well-being, and that exercise is also a protective factor against neurodegeneration, in other words, cognitive decline. The article states that physical exercise affects structural changes such as increased gray matter volume in frontal and hippocampal regions and reduced damage in the gray matter. So let me tell you what those parts of the brain influence. The hippocampus is related to our ability to learn and to remember. And gray matter is related to our ability to control movement. It's related to memory and to control emotions. So those are important functions in the brain. In both older and younger adults, physical exercise helps improve memory abilities, the efficiency of attentional processes, and executive control processes. Executive control is like organization, attention, prioritizing, things like that. We mentioned it helps prevent cognitive decline linked to aging. It reduces the risk of developing dementia. And all of these things, of course, help improve the quality of life and exercise. One of the reasons they think this works is because exercise helps stimulate blood circulation, which helps the neural circuits stay healthy. I'm going to mention what they cite in terms of the benefits for children because apparently children aren't getting enough exercise anymore either. They have higher levels of self-efficacy, which means the, the belief that they can accomplish things, greater task goal orientation, and greater perceived competence, which again is like, you know, confidence that they can do things. In youth and adults, there's better health outcomes such as better mood, better self-concept, and in the aging population, exercise helps people maintain their independence, which again helps them keep their social relations and mental health intact. So lots of studies related to exercise and movement helps us have better confidence, helps us maintain more positive social interactions, gives us more opportunities for fun. And one of the things that I mentioned to my clients who are struggling with stress or with depression is we really do need to have fun. Life is pretty serious, and if you're not having fun, you have nothing to offset all of the burdens that you're carrying. So physical activity, movement, and exercise, if you find the one that matches you, you're going to increase your fun, you're going to increase your health, you potentially can improve your social connections. So there's lots and lots and lots of benefits. So this article, um, the same article, continues to talk about There's lots of reports that there's reductions in depression and anxiety when there is regular physical activity. This article from Frontiers in Psychology, this was information that really surprised me. I didn't know this. That physical exercise has been widely evidenced to be an effective tool for treating several addictive and unhealthy behaviors such as smoking, alcohol, and gambling, as well as to help regulate the impulse for hunger. It can help reduce tobacco cravings and cigarette use. So again, uh, we see more benefits. Maybe it has something to do with 
the chemicals that are produced in the brain that help help offset craving, I would imagine. One caution that I came across in one of the articles is if you have an unhealthy relationship to exercise, if it's connected somehow with maybe an eating disorder, you don't want to increase your exercise. And more exercise isn't always better. So again, I encourage you, if you're wanting to make some changes, run this by your medical doctor or your therapist if this is tied in with some of your emotional issues check that out with a professional before you make any significant changes okay so let's see what the mayo clinic has to say i like to see what articles they have this is called exercise seven benefits of regular physical activity so they cite much of the the similar research that i read to you it helps control weight it helps us boost good cholesterol it decreases the unhealthy triglycerides keeps the blood flowing smoothly and helps reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease it states that regular exercise helps prevent or manage many health problems including stroke metabolic syndrome high blood pressure type 2 diabetes depression anxiety many types of cancer arthritis and even it can help prevent falls. It helps improve cognitive function and helps lower the risk of death from all causes. It can help boost energy. It can help you fall asleep faster, get better sleep, and deepen your sleep as long as you don't exercise too close to bedtime. We talked about how exercise is related to more positive self-esteem, better energy, better confidence. And because of that, it's believed that especially for women, exercise can enhance sexual arousal and that it states men who exercise regularly are less likely to have problems with erectile dysfunction compared with men who don't exercise at all. So again, that, that article emphasizes the importance of fun in order to maintain exercise and they recommend also a little bit of strength training twice a week and they define moderate aerobic exercise as things as brisk walking biking swimming mowing the lawn uh, running yard work aerobic dancing and strength training can use uh, weight machines it can involve your own body weight heavy bags resistance paddles in the water, resistance tubing, I don't know what that is, or activities such as rock climbing. Yeah, I won't be doing much of that. But again, you wanna check with your doctor before taking on anything new. It recommends joining a club or a team. Team sports are very motivating for people, so if there's some sport that you enjoy, soccer, hockey, uh, tennis, ping pong, Anything that you've enjoyed in the past, maybe you want to think about getting back into it to increase your activity. This article recommends 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity or some combination for a total of 300 minutes a week. Okay, so I've convinced you of the benefits and how many different aspects of our spirit, our soul, our bodies are improved by exercise. So I'm gonna read to you some suggestions from the experts. I'm back to the Harvard Health Publishing article, why we should exercise and why we don't. Some ideas on how to increase the amount of activity you're getting. So you may have heard some of these. If you're parking, pick a spot that's farther away. If you have an option to walk instead of to drive, 
Think about walking. Stand rather than sit. If you're walking, swing your arms to increase the amount of movement. Maybe walk and talk. If there's something you need to do that requires conversation, see if you can add a walk into it. Uh, They talk about swimming instead of an email. If you're in the office, walk over to the other person. Stand when you're talking on the phone. Use uh, Grow a garden. Use a push mower. Use the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator. Try to get a buddy to do things with you, whether it's walking or exercise. We talked about team sports. You need to make it fun. Here's some other ideas. This is from Amanda Gould, Positive Weight Loss, Enjoyable Exercise. And again, this was another online article dated October of 2017. It's important to find ways to move our bodies that make us feel alive. So that means something that we'll look forward to, we're more likely to maintain. And she lists ideas like swimming, running, weightlifting, yoga, um, hockey, basketball, that if we make it fun doing things with others, we're more likely to stay consistent. If you pick your favorite music, you're more likely to be consistent. So those are all some ideas on how to increase your activity level, how to stay healthier, which has benefits spiritually, emotionally, socially. So I hope that you'll try one of these ideas and maybe find a buddy that will help you be consistent. So I'm going to mention resources to you. You know about my YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel, the videos that are somewhat related to today are Psychological Strategies for Change. It's on how to set goals and make changes. Insight into Habits, Triggers, and Problem Behavior. On the emotional side, if you want to maybe soften some of your defenses, I have the prayer for mending, a prayer to heal from trauma, and a more involved video called Life Without Baggage goes through a number of vows and prayers and judgments that can help soften some places in your defenses that might be overly rigid. You can find my books on Amazon. You can visit my website, and if you would like to request a free digital copy of my latest devotional book called Suffering Insights into Faith, you can just fill out the contact form, and a free digital copy will go to your email. So let me pray a blessing for you, and I'm going to borrow from Kat Kerr to close today. Thank you, Lord, for your resurrection life that I have available to me through your Holy Spirit. And I pray for myself and for this listener that your resurrection life would pervade their heart, their mind, their physical being, that they would be fully alive, body, soul, and spirit, and that you would show them one thing they can do to help them protect their health and keep moving forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this was Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, consider sharing it with a friend. Bye for now.